0: Thanks to LinkedIn for supporting this episode of Market Foolery. LinkedIn Jobs matches people to your role based on more of who they really are, their skills, interests, and even how open they are to new opportunities. And you can get fifty dollars off your first job post. That's not nothing, people. That's fifty dollars. Just go to linkedincom fool. That's linkedincom fool. Terms and conditions apply. It's Wednesday, November fourteenth. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio today the one and only Bill Man. How are you? I'm looking at the sweater you're wearing and I'm thinking of the impending winter weather we're about to get uh, yes. and I'm slightly jealous on a clothing level. But other than that, I'm This good. is a Stitch Fix sweater. I've been uh, I've been getting the boxes
1: from Stitch Fix and yeah. So, they're doing you reviews? right. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's warm. <laughs>
0: we're going to dip <laughs> we're going to dip into the full mailbag. We're oh, going to get to some earnings news. Let's start though with uh, with the story that we led with yesterday, but I'm curious your perspective on this, and this is of course Amazon and the. I'm not calling it a second headquarters because there's more than one. Yeah, so they their new satellite offices in New York and Crystal City.
1: I just, I mean, this is first of all, I guess I have to eat a little bit of crow because I was on the
0: show a long time ago saying it was going to be Atlanta. We were, we went around the table, we made our predictions, yeah. and you were highly confident it was gonna be Atlanta. I had not a bad not no, a bad way but to bet.
1: Yes. We I, I have I have a close friend who was at AWS and told me early on that it was Atlanta's to lose. And so I went with that and you know took that received wisdom and ran very confidently <laughs> with it. I didn't actually have inside information on where it was going to be. I'm I'm not particularly surprised that it was Northern Virginia uh, I'm also not particularly surprised it was New York, but after the process, I'm a little surprised it was both.
0: Yeah, it is a little surprising. and I guess, I guess because we are closer to this story, just because we've been following it, uh, we're closer to it than the average person is. I shouldn't be, but I'm a little surprised by the wailing and gnashing of teeth of the tax incentives that were put forth by New York and Virginia and the reason i'm a little surprised is because they are both dwarfed by the reported amounts of tax breaks that were being offered by the likes of yes multiple other states including by the way maryland
1: yeah yeah uh yeah so that 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 tells me that you know from the outset it was it was new york's and you know northern virginia's to lose i don't know i mean the tax breaks i always, you know i, I I find that the theory of tax breaks don't often, you know, hold up to the reality that it tends to be uh, corporate welfare, and you know, but the belief is that you know they're going to be some high high-paying jobs, and that makes people happy, and that gets governors re-elected. I guess not in Virginia since we're a one-term state,
0: but whatever. <laughs> well, let's no, move on with the theory. Well, yeah. no, I th- I think you're right about that, and as you um, you had tweeted uh, something to this effect earlier today, which is that. Uh, look this is not um this is not like. Amazon is going into a depressed area. Yeah. This is not, you know, Amazon single-handedly going into a place where it's like, "Oh, now people are going to move." Yes, in theory, some people will move to New York and Northern Virginia for these jobs, but there are People who are there have freaked out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean in New York in particular, like we have the
1: highest, you know, we have the highest cost of living in the country. So why here? I I I really feel like Amazon, in some ways, forgot its roots because not that Seattle was, you know, was, was, you know, was, was the end of the earth before Amazon came along, but Seattle wasn't the Seattle of today when Amazon got it started. They could have transformed a place like Detroit or Cleveland, Raleigh, North Carolina. These places would have grown along with Amazon. Instead, they came to, let's call it washington dc which was basically the only part of the country that didn't suffer that much during the financial crisis who knows why um <laughs> and new york you know where you know where yeah i mean there's a it'll be a great place for the for the headquarters to be but i in some ways i think they really really missed an opportunity to be a little more civic minded
0: let's get to some earnings. SurveyMonkey, up fourteen percent this morning uh, after their first quarterly report as a public company. Yeah. Uh, Survey Monkey's revenue up nearly twenty percent. They're you know, this is a stock that went. You know, they go public and the stock basically went down from there. It's up today. This, at least in terms of their first report out of the gate, they look like they're off to a decent start.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They only lost a penny, which you know I'm. I'm I have a little bit of a bias against companies that seem like they ought to be Just an app, right, or just a utility, and 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 there is kind of an open question about SurveyMonkey, like whether it really actually needs to be its own company or whether it would be better served being part of you know better part of a larger company. You know, I note that uh, you know a company they considered to be a rival, Qualtrics, recently got purchased for eight billion dollars, which is pretty good. yeah, it was a good report. I just, you know, over the long term, I, you know, this it seems like the kind of company that could easily be, you know, disintermediated.
0: Well, and that was that was sort of the interesting thing with the Qualtrics story being bought by SAP, you know, as you said, 8 billion dollars and then I think some people looked at SurveyMonkey and thought, "Oh, well, maybe maybe this thing is uh, no. maybe not worth eight billion, but it, it maybe it has more life than we think."
1: Well, it is. I mean, it's a very open question. And you think about a couple of years ago—was it ten years ago? Now, when eBay bought PayPal, and PayPal coming out of the gate was probably in the same boat, but PayPal was transformed by virtue of being part of eBay. It was much more valuable as a component of eBay. And then when they spun it back out, then it was at a time in which. It it you know it it really became a utility, you know for for a lot of people in a lot of different applications. But, yes, I think you know i I think that SurveyMonkey has real potential as part of a larger company, but it was a good you know it was it was a good report. Uh, they do use one of those things that you hate. They call themselves freemium, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is something I learned about Chris Hill today, his distaste for made up compound words, yeah. I'm just yeah. not a fan. I, I, I don't blame you. And fre- <laughs> freemium is at the top of the list of fingernails on chalkboard.
0: <laughs> um, shout out to one of our listeners, Neil in Rockville, uh, who, because we, when we talked about SurveyMonkey the other day in the wake of the Qualtrics deal, I, I mentioned, I questioned sort of why a monkey. Why you know if you're going to name it after an animal why not go dolphin and or an and, owl yeah, yeah. and yeah. and Neil reminded me that um, uh, I was overlooking Reginald the monkey who <laughs> is a a uh, a primate uh, who picks who picks this NFL games uh, is true. on Tony Kornheiser's podcast there is
1: actually evidence of math skill yeah. amongst monkeys. Or at least one. Yeah, and it's not called Survey Monkeys. No, it's, it's just, just the, the one. one. Yeah. yeah, so
0: I think I think Survey Monkey needs to get in touch with Corners' show, and, and, uh, <laughs> and, and that should be your mascot. It shouldn't just be a monkey. It should be Reginald. The That's monkey. right. Um, quick shout out to LinkedIn for sponsoring this episode of Market Foolery: The Right Hire. Amazon's going to be making a lot of hires, so hopefully they're using LinkedIn. Right Hire can make all the difference in the world on your business, and that's why it's so important to find the right people. And where do you find them? You find them on LinkedIn. It's more than the world's largest professional network. It's also a better way to find great talent. 70% of the U.S. workforce is already on LinkedIn, and businesses rate LinkedIn jobs 40% higher than job boards at delivering quality candidates. And that's all you want. Yeah, You want a quality candidate walking in the door. Just ask any of the hundreds of thousands of businesses who have posted to LinkedIn jobs over the past year. 22 million professionals view and apply to jobs on LinkedIn every week, in every industry, including yours and mine. And if you're not using LinkedIn for your hiring needs, you're just missing out. So, go to LinkedIn.com slash Fool and you get $50 off your first job post. That's LinkedIn.com slash Fool. Terms and conditions apply. Our email address is marketfoolery at fool.com. Write to us, would you? We're lonely. Please do. Alex Larson writes With NVIDIA reporting later this week, I'm curious as to foolish input on the current chip marketplace. Stocks like NVIDIA and Western Digital and Micron Technology have all gotten beaten down recently with supply and other market pressures. What are some steps I should take to decide whether this could be a buying opportunity or if I need to stay away from dangerous market? Dynamics. Great question. He's asking it about chip companies. You can ask this about any company. Sure. I mean It's always a great question to look at a group and say, okay, wait, is this just, is this oversold and it's a buying opportunity? Or is there stuff going on here that's like, no, 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 just look away for now?
1: Look away for now. So if you recall, um... One of the big reasons that Nvidia has gone up a lot over the last eighteen months is because it was one because its you know its its GPU processors were um, a big part of mining for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. I am now wondering if mining for cryptocurrencies is going to be assigned to the dustbin in the same way that surfing the web was, and other you know and other terms that used to sound pretty cool and hip and. Now, you know, so it is it is definitely the case that this company and some of its competitors have been brought along quite, you know quite strongly along with the interest in cryptocurrencies, which has waned somewhat as the price of cryptocurrencies has stopped moving 15% per day. Uh, I went and I did a little bit of a search on Nvidia, and at the present, they are advertising 1,100 jobs. They are hiring in a huge, huge way. So, if you were to ask Nvidia where it, you know, whether it's best times or behind it, either they're crazy or they see huge growth initiatives in front of them. And and so, anyway, I, I. don't worry about it so much, but you do need to understand with these companies that they did get bid up pretty well because of their association with what I think most certainly was a bubble in the cryptocurrency market.
0: Well, and if you 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 why I mean, and Alex is right. You look in the recent past, and certainly Nvidia has taken a tumble. You you broaden it out to just 2018; yeah. it's basically flat for the year. Yeah. So yeah. it's not it's not like it's. Uh, I guess by the same token, it's not like it's also some screaming buy necessarily. Probably not.
1: Uh, you know the technical analysts would call it like a consolidation phase or whatever but it that actually really does that really does happen with companies that are good companies that have good futures who are on the backside of something that was you know the the Probably was a bit of a bubble. Certainly, people were awfully enthusiastic about everything related to cryptocurrencies, and Nvidia was a big part of that.
0: Uh, Alex concludes his email by saying, uh, with a second question, which is what is the best place to find the Motley Fool's formal recommendations? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) because <laughs> we don't talk about this that often. That's true. Um, I, I should probably talk about it a little bit more than I usually do, but um uh, this is a good opportunity to just remind people. Yeah, we do actually have investing services here at the Motley Fool. You can go to our podcast center just fool.com/podcasts and at the top of the page there's a gold box that says latest stock picks. You click on that, and you can find some information on how to get started with Stock Advisor or Rule Breakers, which are are two of our sort of best established flagship services. Flagship services, and you can sort of kick the tires on them because we something we've gotten better at as a business. I would say over the past decade is getting people into the right services for them yeah. because i think a lot of times with new members there's a lot of enthusiasm and they in some cases members think they're looking for x but really what they're looking for is y yeah. um, and so that's why like with stock advisor and rule Breakers, you know you get a chance to sort of kick the tires there's why for yeah. a few weeks yeah, and that's then, right and decide if it's right for you yeah um, it's national pickle day Whew. Congratulations to we the did it. To the, to the, I guess the pickle association. <laughs> we did it. Um, I had to look this up because I immediately DZ is excited about this. Producer Dan Boyd, very excited. I um, I had to look up uh, because I hear pickles, and if I'm if you're asking me to name a brand, and maybe this is my age, Vlasic. I just go yeah. immediately go to Vlasic pickles, um, which uh, was owned by Pinnacle Foods. Mm-hmm. Pinnacle was recently bought by Conagra. Uh, shares of Conagra down about six percent this morning. So clearly, National Pickle Day is not moving the needle for Conagra. We
1: need to get busy.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was saying right before we started taping, you're a little bit more excited about this than I am because yeah, I'm, I'm, like... I'm not averse to pickles, but I don't think I'm the fan that you are, and I'm certainly not. the I fan like, of the I, is. I like, I like the sweet
1: pickles. I like the savory pickles. Uh, I learned from the Pickle Foundation. <laughs>
0: 5, Never let it be said that research is not done for this
1: podcast. Americans eat five million two hundred thousand pounds of
0: pickles each year. I don't know what I would have guessed, but that seems like a large number to me. That's probably higher than I would have guessed if you were. Asking that's a me. quarter
1: pound. That's a little bit. Yeah, that's a little less than a quarter pound of pickles per year per person. I think a lot of people are not pulling their weight because I think it ought to be a lot higher than that.
0: I'm sure the Pickle Foundation agrees with you. Dan, you want to jump in here? I definitely eat more than a quarter (laughs) pound of pickles a year. I love pickles, man. Those things are great. Yeah. So, uh, Dan and I uh, were down in Atlanta recently, went to a, on the recommendation of our colleague Taylor Harris, went to a phenomenal place for lunch called Vortex. And. uh, Surprised you made it out. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was a pretty phenomenal meal. But uh, one of the noteworthy things about it was the the burgers that we got came with a side of fried pickles. So, I think that was my first time having fried pickles, and I'll tell you this: it's certainly not the last. Yeah, oh, no, fried pickles are like they they're the, the truth. They're near the
1: apex of fried foods. Like yes. if there's a food that you could fry like what would be the best? Like pickles up there. Oreos, if you if the listeners have never had fried Oreos before, I are highly those, recommend. So, it.
0: See, I was just gonna say there are a lot of things that people are frying now that aren't sort of in the in are out of the range of, say, potatoes. Fried pickles keeps you in the vegetable family though. That's true. Right? You're, there, <laughs> you're saying there's a health factor. <laughs> I'm,
1: saying, I'm saying how could you not eat fried pickles? There's a health benefit, you're <laughs> fantastic. They're but so fried good. Oreos, I was gonna
0: ask, because I've not had those. Are those no, good?
1: I didn't know that fried Oreos was one a Thing and two really good, but they're fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Also vegan.
0: Well, it depends on what battery you that, use, that, I would fair, suppose. Fair enough. Um, is there a place around here where fried pickles are just like the. Table stakes for anything you order. I'm sure there are. Uh, Right right now, there's there's one of the the dozens of listeners in the DC area is like yelling at his or her phone right now, like, "Yes, it's this place." Right. Uh, Yeah, Tupelo Honey in Arlington.
1: Very, very good. All
0: right. Yeah. Road trip. Right now. Or metro trip. <laughs> well, given how the subway system is running these days, we might want a road trip. Uh, all right, Bill Mann, thank you for being here. Thanks, Chris! As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market MarketFoolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening! We'll see you tomorrow!